Hi, friends, and welcome. I am your hot mess of a host, Mary Hendricks from The Very Merry Life, your new mom friend that soon will feel like an old friend. Twice a week, every week, I want you to come and join me as we cover moments in motherhood, marriage, sex, and more. Some moments worth savoring, others worth surviving, all with a laugh, pep talk, or F-bomb every now and again. I want you to come as you are, but leave the sugar coating behind because, guys, we know how sweet it already is. So what do you say? Up for picking some daisies? And hello. Hi, guys. Happy Tuesday. You obviously are getting me solo today, and I am pumped. You should see me right now. I'm sitting. I look like a hot mess express, but that's fine. It's just kind of been a busy day. It's one of those days where like, you feel like you've lived 10 lives before noon. It's it's interesting. I had to order groceries, which made me want to vomit because of the grocery bill, which we're going to talk about today. In addition to a few other things, I got the kids off to school. I got Haley down for a nap. I have to go put dishes into the dishwasher. You should see my hamper right now. It is overflowing. And uh, I have a lot to get done. I, I even see emails coming through on my phone as we speak. But that's okay. We're going to do a solo. You're. I'm recording the day before this comes out because uh, I leave, like to leave everything to last minute. That's just my life, and it's a cluster F, and I should know better by now because I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I thrive under pressure, and I, I like chaos, but also I hate chaos, and I freak out. <laughs> like last week, I forgot to push publish or I forgot to even at like edit the episode for last week and I realized on Friday morning when the episode should have already been out I was like fuck and Kevin just looked at me because he was home from work he was like what's wrong and I was like oh my god I can't I don't know why I did this and he was just like Mary you know and I was like I know I don't know why I wait but I also think I have ADHD so I don't know that's a bridge we will cross in some time but uh solo episode I struggle sometimes with what to do with these just because I don't want to bore you guys, but I also want to catch you guys up on our life, and I think that's important to know what's going on in my life. That way, with other episodes, it feels a little bit more personal, and you can see what side and aspect I'm coming from, um, and that's what we're going to do. So not a whole lot. Obviously, we're still in school. I don't remember the last time I went on solo, but I think it was before the kids started school, but that's all taken care of now. They're in school. They've been in school for about a month now, and they absolutely love it. Spencer is finally getting the idea that the school that he's going to is actually his school and not Cassidy's school. Uh, we switched him over from a public preschool program now to the pub. No, it not public. It's like a preschool that's run out of the elementary school. So he's there now um, and he's there full day. And that's wonderful because I have two kids out of the house from 830 in the morning until 330 in the afternoon. And I've just gotten on a schedule of sorts where like I drop them off. I go on a walk. Usually I bring Haley obviously with me. We do what we need to. I make her lunch. I put her down for a nap. And then I have about a two hour window, depending on the day to either record podcasts. I've been having a lot of guests come on in the afternoon, which has been nice. Uh, edit podcasts, film content, sit my ass on the couch, nap time projects. That's been something I've been doing. Uh, eat <laughs> food, whatever it might be. Watch Grey's Anatomy. I recently started that. Holy hell. I'm not so much a fan of this season, though. I don't. I think I'm on season seven. I don't know. It's all like we're going to go into grays for a second. I don't know. I don't really like the cast, but I'm I'm continuing. 
I just don't like it. I feel like the first six seasons were like it. But you guys tell me. Uh, you can't tell me right now. Tell me on Instagram if I should stick with it because right now I feel like it's – I don't know. I'm not a fan of like the new interns that they brought on. I just – they annoy me for some reason. But maybe that's the point. I don't know. Anyhow, that's all going on. Spencer turned four which was a big birthday, bigger than I expected. Uh, And I talked about this a little bit on Instagram. And this is where like the reality and the honesty is going to come into this episode is it hit me um, out of nowhere. And I was incredibly emotional the day, not the day before his birthday, surprisingly. Uh, It was the day of where I woke up and I just like, I don't know, something just hit me out of nowhere where I was going through and I was creating a video of him. And it happens every time I go through for videos of Spencer. And I think, you know, I've, I've shared this before, but when I go through my camera roll of Spencer, I don't venture there very often to go and find past videos and pictures of him because it it breaks my heart, quite honestly. I don't remember a lot of his infant years. And to be frank, I don't really remember a lot up until like Haley was even born. Like I remember bits and pieces more during the time from him being like 18 months to two and a half. But even there, it's it, it's scarce. And it's – I feel really bad about it, um, even talking about it now. I just have a pit in my stomach, and I've I've decided to like forgive myself for that and let go of that. But we can, we can say that to ourselves all the time. I just – I think my body needs to recognize that it needs to let go of that because even talking about it, I just get a pit. But it – I do. I, I don't – remember a whole heck of a lot. And I felt so guilty about that because I just, he is the middle child. You hear about the middle child syndrome so much and all these things. And I believe it. I, I can see how it happens um, because you, you know, I, I had him when Cassidy was 21 months old. So there was a lot going on from that one to two um, perspective. And the pandemic started when he was three and a half months old. And I, I'm, almost certain that I had postpartum depression because I was not in a healthy state of mind for a majority of that time. Um, and I, I I was drinking a lot of wine, not in a point where like it was un, unsafe, but I was drinking a lot of wine because I think you were stuck in the house and it became like normalized. I think alcohol sales really shot up during pandemic. So we got that. Um, and then you're just trapped, like you were trapped during that time. And then you just kind of came out of it. And by the time like the COVID fog started to lift, then I got pregnant again. Uh, when Spencer was about 18, 19 months old, I got pregnant again. And then my first trimester with Haley was really rough, like unexpectedly really rough. Uh, I've always had decently easy pregnancies with both of my kids prior to Haley where I didn't feel great, but it was more food aversions and just exhaustion as opposed to like vomiting and extreme nausea. And that's what I had with Haley. And because of that, you're just in survival mode. Like I I feel like I've been in survival mode for four years. And I don't think I realized it. Not to say that I'm not in survival mode right now, but I feel like it's been lifted a little bit uh, where like now that the kids are in school, I feel like I actually have time to breathe, whether that's, you know, tackling the things around the house that sometimes have overwhelmed me or I feel like I can actually take a second for myself and and sit my ass on the couch like I said and watch Grey's Anatomy and and do something for me like I haven't really felt like I could do that stuff uh, especially with Haley being born like uh, I'll be frank like the two to three wasn't as big of a hard hit 
for me. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's chaos. Don't get me wrong. If you're planning on having a third baby, just know it is pure fucking chaos. I feel like I just got broken in so much with the two <laughs> that it just didn't hit as hard. Like I, I already just kind of put my hands up in surrender with the third where I was like, okay, whatever the fuck is going on, it's fine by me. I can't control it. I'm not going to push back against it. I'm not going to add fuel to the fire. Um, So I just have rolled with it, but it's, it still was a lot. It still is a lot, you know? And I don't know. I just, I think all of that hit when I looked at his baby pictures and just seeing that right there. And then also realizing like, I'm here. I'm here now. Like I can actually absorb the moment in and I'm no longer living through just memory. And I feel like that's a portion of motherhood that a lot of people don't realize. And I've asked people this before, but do you find, and you could ask yourself this, do you find that in motherhood, are you enjoying it through the memory of it? Or are you actually able to enjoy it in the moment itself? And there's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. But I will say being able to enjoy it in the moment hits so much better than it does in the memory. And being able to actually have a moment of enjoying the moment itself is a breath of fresh air. And that's what I got with him turning four, where I was like, I could actually focus on this and I can actually like dedicate time and make him a cake. Last year, I didn't even get him a gift, guys. Like, I was so overwhelmed. Kevin was gone for a week, and I was so overwhelmed with three kids. I had postpartum anxiety. Pretty sure I had postpartum depression. I was just getting back from one of the worst vacations of my entire life um, because he turned three in September. I had just gotten back two weeks prior from a terrible, terrible vacation where I felt like such shit. I was with my girlfriends um, on this vacation, and they were going out, and I had to stay back because Haley wasn't taking a bottle, and... There was just a lot. There's a lot that I can't share, but there was a lot going on on that vacation, and I just cried my eyes out a lot on that vacation because I felt so alone and felt so in despair. I was I I was drinking way more than I should have. I'll fully be honest of that. Um, it was it was bad. It was a bad time. And then his birthday rolled around, his third birthday, and I forgot his gifts. And I didn't make him a cake. I didn't even remember to sing him happy birthday before he went to bed. And I got on and I cried my eyes out on Instagram when that happened because I was like, this is awful. I'm a terrible mom. Like, how could I forget his birthday? Like, he's he's already gotten the short end of the stick being like, I haven't had that one-on-one time to, like, give him because of the the freaking pandemic. Like I haven't been able to like even connect with him and I'm forgetting his birthday and holy God, what is wrong with me? And I I ended up waking him up like that night. I ended up waking him up and I, I gave him a pudding and it's now become a tradition. And I love that for us. I gave him a cup of pudding because that's all I had at the time. And I put a candle in it and I made sing him happy birthday, just him and I at like 1030 at night. And then I put him back to bed. And like I said, it's become a tradition now. So the pudding, Spencer's birthday pudding will forever stay around. Um, but it just, it wasn't that for the first time. This birthday was not that And it was so nice to be able to just be here in the moment and like see it and know that I'm not going to just like forget it in a second and know that I'm like 
actually watching this happen and absorb it all in. And it just, it was a lot. And my emotions just kind of spilled all over the place because of that, where it's just, you know, I, I'm letting go of the guilt. I'm trying to, at least my body has to get on that mark, but I'm mentally, I'm letting go of that guilt because survival mode is, it's doing what it needed to do. Like it's it's survival, guys. And I think sometimes we're all in it and you're gonna be in it in different stages, that thick, thick, like there's thick. Like I, like I always say, it's treading pudding. <laughs> but sometimes I look forward to the days of it treading water instead. And I think sometimes we push back on survival mode so much that we we hate it a little bit. And I think sometimes it's a necessary evil where it really is great to know that you're you're going to do what you need to and you're going to get it done. You will get it done. I think it just sucks that we won't remember it. And I feel like I blacked out for the last four years with Spencer. And that sucks. So I'm glad to be out of that. But with that being said, I also get pissed. <laughs> and that's where the other half of this podcast is going to be going is it drives me nuts sometimes to think about why we have to be in survival mode. And like this morning, I I placed a grocery order and it was almost $300 for a week of fucking groceries for a family of five. And that's not even everything. That's not even all of our groceries. That's like, I, I went in a can of Progresso soup, guys, $4.99. A package of strawberries, like a regular package, not like a bun, like a huge one, a normal package of strawberries, $6.99. And they weren't even organic. Blackberries, four ninety nine. Like it's just absurd, and I, it's there's that there's a diaper crisis. I'm recording this the day before I release this episode, but I'm going to be putting out on Instagram. If you guys head over there, I'll be putting out a giveaway um, for to help with the diaper crisis. I'm partnering up with Cuties, uh, which is a brand that I've been working with for over two years now. And uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So someone's going to be winning a three-month supply of diapers. But also, in addition, I'm going to be running a virtual diaper drive um, in order to any type – if you're not in the stage of life where you need diapers anymore, consider it. If you have extra means – like, and I know what that means because right now everyone is stretched. But if you do have extra funds and you are looking to donate anywhere, diapers is a great option um, because there is a diaper crisis. There's a diaper shortage, uh, not necessarily a shortage. It's it's, it's uh, They're being made. It's not like the formula shortage where it wasn't being made. Diapers are being made. It's that people are struggling to afford them. And that is a bunch of shit. But it doesn't shock me considering that my grocery bill is only going up. It's crap. And it's stuff like that that just riles me up because like my whole goal in this page, in this podcast, and everything is, I hope one day I'm not needed. I hope one day when my kids are grown, if they choose to be ki- to pa- be parents, that they don't need content like what we are creating, that they won't need podcasts like this one to help them feel normal, to help them feel seen and heard, because hopefully at some point we can create permanent, everlasting change that will make their lives and their parenting journeys better. And I feel like it's it's so hard because I feel like all of us right now, the create the creators on this app, the mom creators, are screaming at the top of their lungs, and no one is doing shit. And I'm not a po- I, I'm a carefully political person because I know how polarizing it is, but I don't think it's a political issue to think that parents not being able to afford diapers is bullshit. 
it's bullshit. All of it's bullshit. The fact that there's one in three families are struggling to afford diapers. And because of that, women are men and women, but mostly women and parents are missing out on school. They're missing out on work. They have to, they can't, they can't bring child, you know, diapers when you go to daycare, when you go to a childcare, you have to supply the diapers. And because they can't supply the diapers, they can't send their child to childcare. And because they can't send their child to childcare, they have to miss out on work or school or something that is bettering their lives. Make that one make fucking sense. It doesn't. Um, But then also, like, you have parents who, you know, like infants in general, they need about 10 diaper changes a day. Okay, so that's on average. Um, Parents have even expressed in a local in a recent survey about the diaper shortage or diaper need crisis. um, They said that some parents admitted to emptying out a soiled diaper and re-putting it on their baby because they didn't know what else to do. And because of that, obviously, it's uncomfortable. Babies are stressed out. We all, there's science, scientific proof that shows that babies are happier when they're clean and dry and don't have a soiled diaper and babies are upset because of that. They're getting rashes. Their health is at, you know, uh, is vulnerable. Uh, And because of that, Parents are failing their kids, but not because they want to, but because there's no way to succeed for their kids in getting them a new diaper. And that is adding to maternal depression. Because how would you feel if you can't diaper your baby? You're going to feel like a giant fucking failure at this when that's a basic thing that we should be able to do for our kids. It's a load of shit. And so I think about that. I think about the childcare crisis, the cost of childcare. I think about like the lack of maternity leave. I think, oh God, I can go on a tangent. And I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't want this to podcast to be that, but it, that's like where I think about all of this stuff. And, and thankfully a lot of that didn't impact me in terms of like with Spencer and like the survival mode that I've been in for the last four years, but there's been a mental health aspect of it. Like the fact that I you get seen six weeks after you have a baby and then after that, nothing. Or the fact that like mental health was like so fucking bad during the pandemic, but there was no way to get in to see a provider. Like that, that is mind blowing. I remember even after when I had Haley, I posted up a reel. I did a goofy reel about like that six week checkup and it was that whole audio that's like, you're going to take it. You're going to take that dick from what movie is that? Uh, I forget what movie that is. You will know it uh, if you're familiar with like Paul Rudd and things like that. But I joked about it and I had Haley in her baby seat. Like when I filmed it, I had her with me. And one of the biggest comments that I got about her being with me was exactly that. There, People could not believe that I was actually able to bring Haley with me to the appointment. Because I guess after the pandemic, a lot of doctor's offices said no. Like, you can't bring your child with you, which is bullshit. (laughs) I get it. I get it in terms of, like, if they think that that's, like, the best way to keep everyone safe. But do the risks outweigh – what is it? The I don't – what word am I going for there? But it's just shit to me. It doesn't make sense because – I then heard from women because of this, they didn't have childcare available uh, to take care of their little one while they went to this doctor's appointment. So they skipped it. They skipped it. uh, There's just so much. There's so much. And I don't don't know what to do. 
I sit here and I'm like getting emotional about it because I get, I have messages from you guys. Literally, I have messages from you that go through like the grocery situation this morning and saying like, I can't, you know, we are struggling. I My kids, we go hungry a lot. Like I had someone say, we've gone hungry a lot this past year. I have many of you saying that I've had to give up my dream of having a little boy or a little girl because we cannot add any more people to our family. That drives me wild. And I feel helpless because I feel like I'm just talking into a microphone and I don't know what to do because I want to change it. There's, uh, I want to change it. And I, I feel like it's, there's so many layers to it. There's so many. There's so many layers politically. There's so many layers societally. Um, there's just so much that needs to happen. And it's it's why we're in survival mode so much is because we've been given no other choice. A lot of it. We've been given no other choice to break out of it. And And when we do to talk about it, forget it. No one even lets us talk about that. Like, you know, we, we're not used to this. We're not used to hearing the hard parts. And yeah, so I don't need, I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm at a loss for words. That's, I'm, I'm trying to record this as like in close to releasing it. That's why I'm recording it the day before, but it's just like, it's so passionately on my heart that like, I, I think that's I'm an empath. Like I've always been that way. Like I've always felt what others can feel. Like I've <laughs> I I can do that very well and I think I've always been a people pleaser. I don't think that's a bad thing, but I've always been a people pleaser. I just want people happy. And I want this to be better for everyone involved. I want this motherhood journey to be so much better than what it is for everyone but especially for my daughters and for my son one day. And I don't think it's going to get there sometimes. And I think that's another portion of survival mode where we're like, I think a lot of us are filled with like a hopelessness sometimes. And I think that's crap because I think that's a big portion of all of that where it's like, we're doing all of this, all of this, but it, will it change? I feel like I would be okay about doing this more and surviving more if I knew that it wasn't always going to be like this. And it may not be like that forever. Obviously, our lives are going to shift. Like, we're going to get out of this. And I've seen that. Like, my life has shifted um, in terms of, like, my kids at school. But I think there is a doubt in knowing that this is going to be different for my kids. And I feel like that's a heavy weight on our shoulders that not many of us are talking about. And that's fucking awful. <sighs> Sorry, I feel like that podcast just took a turn. But that's literally where my brain just dumped everything. My heart just dumped everything out because it just, yeah. You know, like I, I, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I'm going to pause here and then I'll I'll collect myself and I'll get back on. All right, I'm back. I'm good. <laughs> I needed a second because that riles me up. If you want to see me get passionate about anything, it's this. This is the one thing. And uh, I just were, I got to figure out something. I got to figure out a way to change it. It's just hard. It's hard to have these conversations because like I said, it does, it's very, very polarizing. Like it, it there's, so, it's such a deep rabbit hole of change that's needed. And it's like, we almost don't know where to start. So everyone just 
doesn't start at all. And it is what it is. Not it is what it is. That's a load of bullshit. That's a cop out. It's not is what it is. It is what it is right now because we don't know where to begin and we need to fix that. So anyhow, <laughs> let's turn to something more positive, huh? My nose piercing. I've had questions about that, uh, how it's going. It's in there. It's right here. Do it. Can you guys do it for me? Can you do that? Can you go do something for yourself that you haven't that you've always wanted to do? I've I posed that question to you in my last solo podcast. But seriously, I want you guys to remind yourself of that. Like go go do something for yourself. Like think about your inner child. What did your inner child hope to? Like think about your life and um actually, you know what? Here's the prompt. Think about your life and what you want for it even if it sounds unrealistic. Write it down. I've been doing a lot of writing lately. Um it's actually been incredibly cathartic. And I've been trying to come up with a bunch of prompts to get myself writing. So that's one of them. So like what do you want for your life? I don't care how unrealistic it ends up being, write it all out, get to details. Like, what do you want it to look like? What do you want it to look like in 10 years? What do you want it to look like in 15 years? Kind of get on that page and just write it down. Maybe it will manifest. You never know. Um, Other ones. I'll give you other writing prompts because I love these. Let me see. They they could be, some of them aren't going to be fun. Okay. They're, they're supposed to just like let you get your heart out. I think that's why the podcast has been good. Like me, obviously, I just went on a tangent just there. That's my heart spilling out. And I think we all need a place to do that. Uh, otherwise, we will burst. Okay. So this might be a really good thing for you. What makes daily life hard for you right now? What is making daily life really happy for you right now? Okay. Um, what is something rewarding about your life at this very moment? Uh, let's see. What are you grateful for in your partner? What are aspects about your partner that you love? What did you fall in love with your partner for? And then you can flip it and say, what portions of your partner drive you absolutely bonkers? (laughs) For me, I could answer that in a heartbeat. Kevin, he leaves his freaking computer charger unplugged on the floor by the in the kitchen because he sits out at the kitchen table and does his computer. He leaves it unraveled and unplugged, just laying on the floor every single time he uses his computer. And I looked at him yesterday, holding the cord, and I told him, "I'm I'm gonna hang you with this." <laughs> and then he got scared and ran away. Not really. Um, I didn't actually say that to him, but I gave him a look like that's what I was trying to communicate. I tried to show that with my eyes, like, man, you do this shit again. It's going down. Downtown. We're going downtown. Um, okay, let's see. What do you love about this season of life? That's another great prompt. What are some challenges with this season of life? Um Let's see what challenges you the most with each child and what aspects of your child do you love the most? Because all of that is good. Best compliment you've ever received from your partner, from a a stranger, uh, your kids even that can go in there. What's been your favorite stage of this so far? Okay, so you can go through things like that. These are ones to like just kind of get to know yourself, but the more you get to write, the better you get at it. So it might start off a little hard, but like these questions are, it's like kind of shadow work. Like you're kind of working on your shadow self and then it all translates out, but that's how you kind of like get used to writing and getting comfortable with it and sharing your heart. Uh, But you can do like other things like 
10 things that you've learned this past year, 10 things that you've learned from the time that you turned 16. Like, what would you go and tell your 16-year-old self? Uh, Best things about being in your 30s, best things about being in your 20s, what you're looking forward to in your 40s, like things like that. These are prompts that you can do. I'm going to put new ones out, I think, on Instagram. So if you follow my stories, uh, I'm going to put out prompts, I think, just to kind of pose those questions so you guys can get in on this with me. It's been really good for me. Um, And I think that's just important. Like I said, I think it's important for us, especially if you are in the thick, thick, uh, just to do something for yourself. Like this could be it. uh, And it could do wonders. So with that being said, (laughs) I'm going to wrap up this episode. I'm not going to make it too long. But that's just that's my heart. That's where we're at. Nothing too crazy. We have a month countdown until I go to LA. Uh, I'm going with Katie from Mommy Needs More Wine. Kim Perry is actually going to be on there. If you don't know who Kim is, I actually had her on my podcast in season one. She's wonderful. She's on Instagram, especially if you're pregnant or postpartum. She's great with fitness. Katie, Mommy Needs More Wine. Go follow both of them. They're both going to be there. We're actually currently figuring out what Airbnb we're going to do. But I'm going to L.A. at the beginning of November. I'm going to face my fear of flying, which honestly is giving me heart palpitations. I had trouble sleeping last night because of it. Uh, It's just I – yeah, I got to call my doctor actually. I got to get some good old zannies for that trip. Mm, Jesus. Oh, God. Gives me a pit in my stomach. (sighs) You know why? It's because I'm afraid of talking about it makes it – means it's going to (laughs) happen. Like the patch is going to happen. I don't think so. We're not going to talk about that. But I have that. And then Kevin and I are going to London, which also stresses me out because it's over water. Ugh, why am I talking about it? You see where my brain goes with that one? Okay. Anyway, uh, that's fun. I have to get a will in place. Have you done that yet? Have you gotten a will? We haven't gotten that. And that's terrible that we've waited this long because no day is promised to us. Uh, so we're going to do that before we leave. You guys should do that too. And... <laughs> I don't like talking about it. I'm so scared. Uh, But we're fine. We're going to do okay. If anyone here also has a fear of flying, we're going to be fine. Okay? We got this. I hope. Jesus Christ. Okay. Bye. Love you. Another episode down. Thank you all so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, I would be so appreciative if you would leave a rating and review. I cannot begin to tell you how much those mean to me, but also how much they help me get in front of more eyes and more ears. As always, be sure to check back every Tuesday and Friday for a new episode, whether it's an episode with me, me and my husband, me and Katie, or just another incredible, amazing guest. Stay tuned for more honest, real, raw chit-chat. And hey, do me a favor before you go. Remind yourself how amazing you are, how enough you are, how special you are. And boy, oh boy, I sure am glad to have you here. Thanks, friend.